Newsbreak podcast. As I speak to you right now, I'm in the city of Palu. Uh, Palu was a city which witnessed widespread destruction due to the tsunami and the earthquake that hit the city simultaneously. On the same note, for the first time ever, geologists were even baffled and taken aback where there was seismic activity and where the earth actually turned into liquid. And that caused heavy, heavy destruction of homes being swallowed into the ground. So these are some of the scenes which we are seeing today. We have the opportunity to walk along the beach front, and it's quite difficult for us to fathom how, from such a lagoon, the symmetry of this lagoon, how did it generate 13-meter waves? And at the same token, uh, the earthquake at 7.5 on the Richter scale was also very much serious. Our teams had the first an opportunity working side-by-side side with certain rescue teams to help uh, to take out the bodies from underneath the rubble. How would you describe the needs from the majority of misplaced people who are caught up in this earthquake and tsunami? There are approximately over 60,000 people that have been displaced. So there are various IDP camps which have already been set up in the city already. Uh, the Alindar Foundation is taking a leading role. Amongst other, amongst other uh, world organizations in rendering emergency relief, emergency relief comprising of food, clean water. Clean water is a huge, huge necessity at present. And coupled with that, we've also embarked on setting up a medical clinic as well. So what sort of assistance has been brought in from the international community to ease the needs on the ground? Emergency relief is of uh, need of the hour. Uh, whatever we can do, we need to get in clean water, we need to get in good food, etc. We also need to understand, over the last few days, there were logistical challenges in getting in food aid and clean water, and emergency relief as the whole into the city of Palo. The reason for this being was that the city was under lockdown. There was not much law and order. There was total mayhem. And if you ever wanted to see the scenes of desperation, then you could have actually witnessed it here in Palo over the last few days. Once the military had moved in and one extra reinforcement from the police had moved in, they had managed to bring some calm into the town. What role can South Africans play in assisting communities that are displaced in this disaster? We need to be grateful for whatever we have back home. Uh, trust me, uh, some of the poorest of the poorest people in the world live around the Pacific Ring of Fire. Unfortunately, this is where they do live, some of the poorest people in the world. Secondly, I think we as South Africans, we've always uh, adhered to the call. Whenever there was a humanitarian call made out there, or humanitarian appeal made out there, South Africans have never failed. Whether it has been in Haiti in 2010, or the infamous tsunami at Boxing Day in 2004, the South African community has always risen to the occasion. At this time, again, we find that South Africans are rising to the, to the occasion. We find that there are teams only here in parallel with the Alindan Foundation. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.